I love it. Say what you want about Pedro Pascal's dress sense. The boldness is alive and well. (laughs) He is a cool ranch Dorito. (laughs) Maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but it is bold. Uh, one day I hope someone calls me a Cool Ranch Dorito. Yes. Yeah. Quite the compliment. <laughs> I've, made it. I've made it. I'm a <laughs> made Cool <it>. Ranch Dorito. <laughs> anyway, let's let's intro. Hello, friends and beans. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring abilities of insects by creating a bug-themed superhero. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Before we get started creating this bug-inspired hero, what's bugging you, Kelly? I got uh, I guess I, I got no real complaints. I, you gotta I like find the... things to complain about. This is uh, the intro to the pod. You've got to complain. I have too many friends. How about that? Too many uh, friends yeah, who want to hang out with me. You and have they are the, wonderful, but the I'm introvert. Tired. Too many friends problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My friends are great, and I'm so happy they invite me to do things, but I can't do more than, like, one thing on the weekend. Cause now I always I find tired. it funny to hear introverts talk about it, because I'm the other side. I'm the extrovert. I'm the spending time with other people makes me feel energized person. Oh, it really drains my batteries. Really. And you're the drain, because, oh. like, I feel great after hanging out with I'm like, oh, right, we got to hang out with someone. It was so fun. I feel connected. I feel you know i feel jazzed and like uh, and sometimes my introvert friends would be like oh my gosh that was exhausting i can't leave the house for three days and i'm like oh yeah i feel i feel good like i love to see my friends we uh friday night we went to my buddy ray's house and we played secret hitler which is um oh a tabletop game nothing nothing untoward nothing nefarious (laughs) yes (laughs) which is uh pretty fun it's like um i guess it's kind of like werewolf you yeah. gotta figure out. You gotta who's... figure out who's the bad guy. Yeah, who's the bad guy, and, th- and that that's was a, a good pretty time. bad guy. If that's not clear to you, Hitler is the bad guy. Yes, one hundred percent the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you're accusing each other, and um, it, it was a good time. We had like hot dogs, and I made Swedish meatballs, and someone brought brownies, and yeah. But All right. by by like Party nine party. nine forty five, I was like, oh god, I need to go home. I'm so tired. Yeah, and everyone's exactly. drinking and you know and i i don't drink because i'm the the driver so i let joe have a couple beers or whatever but um that just makes me extra ready to go home <laughs> yeah we recently I've got no social lubricants our... yeah <laughs> we went over to our friend's house and or it was supposed to be like a game night and they were supposed to have other people over but end up just being us and our our couple of friends so we had unloaded the kids on, on grandparents as you do mm-hmm. uh we sent one to each grandparent which if you can do, recommend, because then the grandparents aren't so exhausted by the time you get back, because they've only had one child. It only works if you have two kids. Um, do do the grandparents have to fight each other for who gets the kid, like their favorite kid? We oh, oh, oh. <laughs> dangerous crowd. <laughs> we try to evenly just swap them each time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had. You had the girl last time. This time you have the boy. I will say the boy is currently at an age where he is the more difficult one to care for because he is a Duracell battery boy. He just goes and goes and goes and goes. He's got a ton of energy, little guy. Yeah. Four and a half. My gosh. Uh, If you could bottle that, you'd never have to sleep again. The kid is, (laughs) if if he's awake and he's moving, he is going. Anyway, uh, yeah, 
but we went and played board games with our friend. Was my my point about that? And we played. There's some interesting board games. What did out you play? There. We played one called. Uh, oh, I don't. It was something about a cult. I don't remember the exact. Uh, I think it was cult leader or something like that. Basically, you are a cult leader and you're trying to recruit as many people onto your cult as possible. Oh, okay. By like drawing cards, and it's like you hold a bake sale you recruit one activist you know whatever <laughs> it was fun it was a fun that game it's like a it fun really game interesting. i think it needed slightly more i so i picked the bee lady who her <laughs> her cult was not the bees she, she wanted to uh, save the bees and you're like that's a reasonable thing why is this a cult but it became a cult because she was trying to inject bee pheromones into people's brains so that all of humanity <laughs> would like get along and uh, operate like one beehive where we That's all horrifying. were single goals. It was very <laughs> like, oh, oh, I was with you on the save the bees thing. And then you took it to a crazy place. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun game, though. But mostly it's fun because we're with our friends. And uh, yeah, we stayed yeah. out till 1 a.m. And let me tell you, I haven't stayed out till 1 a.m uh and probably a year and a half it was so <laughs> late and i was like like you just one of those things where you look at your watch and like oh my gosh it's so late i haven't seen 1am in a long time were you tired when you got home or are you still oh, invigorated yeah. i well i don't remember life is a blur that's really my complaint <laughs> for this week is that life is a blur time slips past you i won't give the exact time because by the time this uh podcast comes out who knows when when it was was or will be or whatever but my precious baby angel is turning one years old one year old. and i'm just having a lot of mommy feelings your about baby my, my baby she won't really be a baby anymore and we're only having the two so i'm feeling very just like where does time go i i don't have any more babies and to be clear a year old is still definitely a baby <laughs> but like her true infancy you know is like done she's yeah she's starting to think about walking she can stand by herself if you like pick her up and put her down on her feet she stands and it's, that means it's only like a couple weeks till she's walking wow you know is that, Ted is that an exciting months. time or a hard it's time exciting because like there's this thing with parenthood and i hope other parents listening will uh, relate where like you want them to do new things because it's very exciting for them to do new things it means they're growing and they're learning and as a parent you feel like you've cultivated a little <laughs> bit of like success in this world, yeah yeah right? but at the same time there's the sadness to them growing where like you want them to stay little you want them to stay your your baby you know, and just very, I, I don't know. There's something about a baby when you're a parent. That's like my little huh. baby, my little baby. My, my mom was like that. So she fast. like loves babies. Loves, yeah. To me, I see a baby and I think I can't do anything with this. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame people who are like anti-baby. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, some not, people, I don't I'm like anti-baby, but I, uh, right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know but what like, to do with a baby. Right, like a baby doesn't. I like my friends, kids that I can talk to and, right. and teach things and be fun. And sometimes people be like, "Well, I don't want to be a parent because I don't want to have a baby." And I'm like, "That's valid, but they're not babies for very long. Like, there's really <laughs> just those first two years. Are they a baby? After that, they're 
very capable of doing their own stuff. And, and to be clear, I'm not trying to convince anyone to have children <laughs> who doesn't want children. I'm just saying that if your friend has a baby and you're like, I don't know what to do with that baby. Give it a few years. That kid might be a really cool four-year-old bouncing yeah. off the wall. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But like Ted's favorite animal is a spider. Ted, Ted's my new best friend. Ted loves a spider. I think we've mentioned on the on the podcast before. He had a pet spider last summer. I anticipate we'll have a pet spider again this summer. Uh, uh, the did other you day, know I, you can buy jumping spiders for pets? I saw an article you, about you that. You can get him like a little terrarium and his very own jumping spider oh, to live. His, in his dad room. would absolutely hate that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't he live very long, it. but they're very cute. But so that's I guess that's my complaint. So theoretically, this episode comes out around mother's day mm -hmm. so my mommy feelings are right on right on track do we have <laughs> a mommy bug this week we've talked a little bit about good bug moms before who have we hit that's a good bug ladybugs kind of left meals for their eggies um yeah who wants answer to be kinda, answer everybody. or we'll answer like sisters no yeah not really mommies not really mommies um, <laughs> but t i mean today we are talking about a very good mommy the earwig that people are very skeeved out about. Yeah, I mean, maybe. How do you, we how could do you do feel a about an earwig? <laughs> so I see earwigs mostly outside. Every now and then I'll see one inside. But you lift up a log here in uh, Portland, Oregon, there's going to be an earwig under there. Uh, there. I feel like I used to see a lot more of them. But I think I also just interacted with logs a lot more when I was a kid. <laughs> Flipping logs. Uh, around here, they're only about. Half an inch, maybe a little yeah. less. They're not. They're not generally very big. I think most of them are about half an inch long. Yeah. Uh, there Just... used to be a three incher. I eat you well. <laughs> that only lived on Saint Helena Island, but uh, that's a no... big bug. And did he have the little pinchy pinchons? That... Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's what the earwig is most famous for. I would say the pinchy booty. The pinchy booty. <laughs> Well, I think that, unfortunately, I think that three-incher is, um, that's uh, a little over seven and a half centimeters, but um, they haven't been seen since 1967, so they might be extinct now. They might be gonzos. Which is Bugs sad. is one of those interesting ones where they're like, we think it's in extinct, we, we think, <laughs> but like, some, it's a bug. It they're hard to find. Around. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I read some statistic where, like, there's thousands of undiscovered bugs in the Amazon just because... Oh, yeah. How do you find them? How do you They're find out them there, all? and like you, just, and I think we've mentioned before. How do you know it's an undiscovered bug when it lands on you? You kind of go, <laughs> "Oh, that's a weird bug," but like unless you're an entomologist hanging out in the Amazon, you might not know that that's an undiscovered bug. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of bugs, um, and there's also a difference between undiscovered and unnamed. Oh, so, interesting. Like, maybe we've seen them before, but no one's giving them a name. Yeah, un undescribed. But uh, they're around. I think there's still plenty of bugs we haven't maybe described yet, even in North America. You plenty never know what you're going to find. Left you know? to the new thing now is to like, name <laughs> creatures that you discover after uh, pop culture. Like there was, what was it, like Draco Rex Hogwartsia that was like a dinosaur. I think this now has been uh, decategorized. <laughs> You're like, no, it's just a juvenile form of. I think Stigimolic also got decategorized. It's also no longer. Aww. Some, some good name choices are out there. Get, <laughs> get in the boot. 
I just love to stay say Stigimo. Like I think it's a great it's a great name. But like <laughs> that's the new thing, names. right? David Attenborough has been named after like many animals have been named after David Attenborough. Yeah, he, and like deserves, Pokemon seems awesome. to be a big one right now too. Like a lot of like it's a Pikachuium or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some bacteria or something that's a Pikachuium. Uh, I can't I can't think of any interesting earwig names. I think they're all kind of like I mean earwig know. is pretty evocative on its own because immediately my brain is going earwig. How to get is it gonna go? in my ears so let's start <laughs> at the top is it gonna go in my ears kelly not no more than any other bug oh that's not good news because sometimes <laughs> bugs get in there yeah yeah it's not Mostly they're not like looking spiders. for your ears spiders cody if you're listening i'm sorry but we are going to mention that sometimes spiders get in your ears and <laughs> wait yikes. in cody's ears specifically or? not cody's ears you're gonna make him throw up on his way to <laughs> sorry <work>. sorry cody <laughs> uh but like you just see it every now and then people are like i heard a scraping inside my ear i'm of course talking like i'm in a like a tlc reveal all documentary <laughs> i didn't know i had a spider in my ear they're like i all, all night long i could hear a scraping bot flies also is a big one where they're like i could hear something but i couldn't find out where it was, Ugh, it bot flies it was like, no thanks it for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone I know had like a cockroach in their ear. I can't remember who it was oh. though. You know, it was yeah, like a so friend of a friend of see, a friend. Sometimes bugs just like end up in your ear. But so, so the name ear earwig. Yeah, the name earwig is um, old English, uh-huh. and it comes from ear uh, or era, and either wick, uh, wikia. I think a G is a Y, so yeah. wikia, and um, that would just mean ear insect or ear beetle they use wiki a lot for beetle mm. uh or it might be um era eared not wikia which would be soil bug so oh. it's a little iffy yeah i'm more into soil bug i think soil bug makes a lot more sense considering yeah because like, that's where you find where them. i find them under rocks it's either under a log or in the bathroom those are the two places yeah there, there's no in between. <laughs> no in between. I've, I've never seen one in a hallway. I only ever see them under a log in the bathroom. And that's just because you always see bugs in the bathroom. In the bathroom. You're in the bathroom yeah, and all of a sudden it's nice a and spider. damp. They yeah. want to be where it's damp and dark. Um, earwigs especially want to be where it's damp and dark. I've also heard that you just see them there and they get stuck in the tub because they can't get out of the smooth walls. <laughs> and that nice white tub, that little bug looks so obvious. So. <laughs> In the hallway, you just might not see them. Yeah, they're probably not in the hallway, though, unless it's like a basement hallway. Um, yeah. They also have really neat wings. So they have beautiful, very kind of gossamery wings. Uh, the The order they belong to. So earwigs, earwigs are very old uh, relative to other insect species. And they're, they have a whole order to themselves. And uh, usually, usually you don't, I don't know. I feel like they're very specific to have their own order. And the order is called uh, Dermoptera, which just means skin wing, because they do have this really thin wing. And when it's folded, it kind of looks like a human ear. So that could also be a little bit where that name comes from. Okay, so I've just Googled it. Wow, these are beautiful. They're pretty, aren't they? People think earwigs and they go gross, but some of them are very, very pretty. Are you looking at the wing? I'm looking at the wing specifically. It is, it's kind of origamied 
an origami yeah. fan. Yeah, they really fold it up. All of these ribs that like collapse down into a wing and then it collapses. Yeah, it, it reminds me of those fans you make when you're a kid where you're like, fold this way, fold that way, fold this way, fold that oh, way. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you got a little fan. But <laughs> wow. And it has this kind of iridescent quality to it because it's a bug mm-hmm. wing. They're very pretty. I never would have expected this from my friend the earwig. <laughs> yeah, listen. She's holding secrets. Google Google earwig and get a get a real good look, and try not to think too Don't much focus. about them, like being in your bathroom or your basement. Like just look at the bug itself. Yeah, in all its glory. And then, of course, there's the pinchy butt. But the pinchy wings. Butt. So so they they can fly. They then. can fly. They don't oh. fly often. I've never seen one flying. I've. I don't think I've ever even noticed that they have wings before. They like to keep them tucked. Um, it's why I didn't. I did not put flight on the superhero list because while they can fly, they don't really. Yeah, like I said, I I don't think I've even ever thought about them. You gotta wings. you gotta make it happen. You'd really have to bother bother <laughs> them. Produ- them Producer fly. Derek's calling it an emergency jetpack. It is that is kind of what it is. <laughs> emergency use. Oh, no. Is that is that just because? Are they like too heavy for their wings, or is it just uh, they they've got really crawlers. flat bodies and they're fast crawlers? They don't need to fly, you know. They're not they're not going anywhere. They prefer to like slide into cracks or under crevices, like into crevices under rocks. They're not their lifestyle is not super flight friendly, so they'd rather just run. You've seen them move; they're pretty fast. They're fast little buggers. They're they're slipping and sliding all over the place. <laughs> their their head reminds me quite strongly of an ant or maybe a termite. I'm not. That's kind of round. That round. Yeah, kind of that round little bug head with two little eyes on each side, and then two long antenna kind of in the middle of their forehead. There. <laughs> yeah, I they're wonder, kind of they're neat looking. Yeah, it's the longer I look at this picture of an earwig, the more I think it might be the most buggy bug that's ever been. <laughs> You it's know, there's a bug head, six legs, are, big bug butt. Are about two thousand species wow. worldwide. So there, there's a lot of them. Um, Twenty five occur here in North America, and um, forty five for our friends in Europe. And I think it's I didn't write this down. I, I think it's twenty eight in Australia. So there's Australia, the land where <laughs> taking over we should do a whole episode on australian insects at some oh point. we should do an episode on just just australia and the bugs are where you mm-hmm. find them because i i was watching america's funniest home videos afb shout mm-hmm. out to one of the longest lasting always quality content <laughs> shows on this planet but it's one you can watch with your whole family and everyone kind of has a good time but they had one where a guy was trying to get one of those those spiders that are just like huge in australia oh, the huntsman yeah the huntsman the, yeah, yeah. Those and are he's cool. like trying to trap it under a tupperware and i'm like bro this ain't this ain't happening <laughs> you're gonna get way too close to that spider with that tupperware you need like a, a long net <laughs> but i mean it's it was huge they're like hand size they're, they're they're big boys they're harmless though um huntsman spiders just kind of hang out they're very afraid of people so they they do not yeah, want that was to part come of the problem them. with coming at it with a tupperware is <laughs> yeah. it you know, terrified it doesn't help humans. that like he's trying to get the spider out of the tupperware and the person filming is like barely holding on to their sanity <laughs> with this 
<laughs> this is happening. <laughs> right. And so they, of course, scream when he gets too close to the spider, which makes him like freak out. And then the spider's like, I'm out of here. And then now you don't know where the spider is. Just <laughs> his own saw, whole problem. I saw a video once of a huntsman spider that was living in an Australian man's bathroom. And he would bring it bugs that he found like in the house, like a cockroach. Right. And just now drop no it in choice. front of it, and it would grab it immediately and have a little snack. He named it. I don't yeah, it's your pet now. It. The pet it's like Henry spiders. or something. Yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> Henry the house spider. Uh, it, I mean, remember that spiders are friends. and that you Spiders should, are uh, friends. You should let them eat the mosquitoes out of your house. And earwigs are, earwigs are kind of friends. They don't really get into our stuff when they live in our houses. They just kind of hang out. Yeah, they're not like in your sugar or anything. No, no. They they mostly eat decaying plant matter. They eat fungi. They'll eat other bugs too. Some of them are uh, omnivorous. So they're not, you know, they're not like getting okay. into your pantry or anything, which I think people are usually afraid of. Yeah. So, some of them, though, live in very strange places. Not under logs in my yard? Oh, so much worse. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so in parts of Africa... They have the giant, uh, the African giant rats, and earwigs live on the rat's tummy. Just <gasps> they are they are blind and flightless. They, those don't have wings, and they just live on the rats. It's gross. and just eat stuff that the rat encounters as it's scraping its nasty rat belly all over the world. <laughs> they all eat um, They eat fungus that collects on the rat's tummy and they eat like the dead skin cells. They are gnarly. <laughs> like I, I know I that the viewers can see Amanda's face. Right <laughs> but like I am that's Horrified. gross. Can you imagine you picked up a rat and then you're like it's look covered at this in rat and it's covered in earwigs. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> that is nasty, as my four-year-old. Like, That's nasty. So some of them also live on bats too. They have a relationship with bats. That's the same uh -huh. way. But I feel like a bat would bizarre. get covered in some pretty gross stuff, especially if it's a fruit bat. It just feels kind of like he's covered in like nectar and and fruit goo, and the earwig's like, "Chill, bro. I'll take care of this." For you. <laughs> I got this, buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> They're like little there's janitors little, that like, live on your tummy. Yeah, there's a lot of those little janitor animals throughout nature that we kind of oh, like, yeah. okay. The most famous one, I think, being like, it's the rast fish, I believe. Or like, is oh, the, the remora. Yeah, the remora also. I, I think the rast is the one that's like the dentist of the deep. Oh, yeah, it, like, yeah. It'll eat out of other creatures' mouths. And the other creatures, like, chill. Take yeah, they it, just bro. wait for it to happen. Yeah. Which, Bizarre. like, the idea that a predatory fish would just let another fish in its mouth and not eat it is pretty impressive it's a interesting level of like i, I don't know I sophistication if, of the creatures i wonder if those predatory fish only do this after they've already eaten oh that's possible too that like so they're already they don't have the urge to chomp yeah yeah hmm, i don't know i'm not a fish expert although according to qi one of my favorite shows qi the, a fish is not real. There's no such thing as a fish. Because, like, <laughs> fish is just kind of a word they use to describe things that live in the ocean. But there's, like, not really a solid category of, like, it must have these things to be a fish. Well, it's like bug. Yeah, yeah. The it's fish like the and bug. The colloquial term like, bug. Yeah. I, like, I could see that. 
things aren't really fish as much as fish just means it lives in the ocean. <laughs> because like think about like a like a seahorse. A seahorse is not very fishy, but it's still a fish. Like it's not like a tuna, which is very clearly a fish. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not call a seahorse a fish. I think it's it, technically a fish. It probably is, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it belongs to the same family or group ta- grouping as a pipefish, I think. Yeah. Are they related? Know. Yeah. Derek's giving me the thumbs up. It's and been like, a while since I've looked at fish. <laughs> you you didn't get your uh, 90s inspired marine biology certificate as, uh, as every girl <laughs> in the 90s wanted to be a marine yeah. biologist? I, I did. It's called a bachelor's degree. Oh, perfect. <laughs> But just like I don't every use. girl wanted to grow up and like play with dolphins, and I yeah. I firmly blame Lisa Frank for that. I, I wanted to work with sharks when I was oh, little. I wanted to be a shark biologist. Yeah, little little sharky guys. Um, not a not a horse girl, but a wolf girl. Not a correct. dolphin girl, but a shark girl. Yeah. <laughs> what is a shark if not a toothy dolphin? <laughs> People get that wrong, though. People are afraid of sharks. They should be afraid of dolphins. They should be afraid of, of, they should have a healthy respect and fear for both, I would say. Okay, fair fair enough. But like. Healthy, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like the dolphin's smart enough that when he hurts you, he knows. (laughs) He's aware. He's aware he was hurting you. (laughs) Well, we don't, at least we don't have to worry about that because our earwig friends, even. They're not. (laughs) Even if they wanted to. And they do. They will pinch you with their little pinchy butt, but it doesn't hurt. It causes no pain. So that's the thing I was scared of as a kid when you encounter an earwig. You're like, it's going to get me with its little pinchy butt. Sorry for how much we're saying butt in this episode, guys. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got a kid who laughs at the word butt. pinchy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it would come at you with its little little pinchy behind there. Mm -hmm. Those are called Cersei. Our, uh, Our vocab word of the day is Cersei. Yeah. Oh, like the like, like the island witch who will bewitch <laughs> you onto her island for many a year. Uh, two two eyes, not two e's. Oh no. <laughs> but I like the comparison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like when people try to, I remember it was like this big thing about like how do you pronounce Cersei from the Game of Thrones book? And obviously, the show went with Cersei. And but like some people insist on calling calling her like Cersei or something. And I'm like, it's it's an allusion to the literary character. Yeah. Because her name is Cersei. It's not Cersei. <laughs> I, I hate, hate the way Cersei this. sounds anyway. Cersei. I don't like it. Yeah. Game of Thrones is not a subtle book series. It's like not subtle in the least. Her name no. is Cersei because she's named after the witch. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. But okay, so I was always scared of the little Cersei coming at me with mm-hmm. my, you can see my, my fingies here coming at me. But it turns out I shouldn't have been afraid because they... Is this like the daddy long leg thing where like they couldn't actually bite you because their fangs aren't well, they, long enough? They, they can pinch you. It just doesn't, there's not a lot it of power there. It doesn't hurt. Um. Yeah. And they're, and they're different. So if you see long, skinny Cersei, those are female. But if you see Cersei that look more like um, classically pincher shaped, those are the males. Okay. So monkey wrench versus yeah, yeah. those pliers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, Amanda. Perfect. Yes, thank you. I'm contributing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take you with me Google. every time I teach a class, so you can perfect. You can That's use my the right little... the right terminology. So yeah, take a uh, sneak peek of males and females and check out those butts. So, what purpose do 
I mean, against other bugs, I can see how they'd be very helpful. <laughs> but I mean, actually, maybe not. Do they? How do they get the pinchers to another bug? Do they have to turn around? Can they? They can. They they can move their abdomen up a little bit. Okay. You so know. more like scorpion or to the side? More like uh, more like scorpion, I think. Yeah. Scorpion. Okay. So <laughs> they're not like quite like a scorpion. That's a lot. That's a far reach. <laughs> that's a lot. But... A scorpion has a whole tail that's like yeah. very useful. Great design they, on the scorpion. <laughs> they use them to um, the males fight each other for the ladies. Typical, typical, yeah. typical male behavior. They'll try. They'll defend each, defend themselves from predators or other bugs. Uh, they use them to hold prey while they're oh. eating, and then while they're mating, the males use them to kind of hold on to the female. So they're they've got a lot of uses. So the you said that the needle nose pliers on the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um. Do we have a size difference between the male and the female? I've, They're we've, about the same size. Because okay, we've had a couple where, like, the lady is huge compared to the boy. <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of, I think they're kind of neat, neat looking. But uh, what, what I think the, the most interesting part, and this is because, because of Mother's Day, is that the, the females are wonderful mommies and they... They not only take care of the eggs, but they take care of the their offspring as little nymphs for um, about two to three molts. They feed them, they clean them. They're very nice. So, so are we looking at an incomplete metamorphosis? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's becoming an entomologist right before our eyes. <laughs> Someone get me a certificate. Um, put it on my LinkedIn. So, so two or three molts. How long is that in like percentage wise of your life? Because um, in humans, it's about a fifth of your life. You're gonna be yeah. getting taken care of by your mommy. So they they it's probably about forty. I think forty to sixty days that they stay with mm-hmm. the mother. So it's a long the, time in bug land. It is a, long a lot time. of bugs only live forty to sixty days. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice, and. Uh, so there was a study where they took another earwig's eggs and mm-hmm. gave them to an earwig who already had eggs, and she just the more the merrier. She took care of Come all those in. eggs. Yeah, she did. That's so sweet. She's just she's in take care of the babies mode. I don't care whose babies. Did they have they tried it with already hatched ones? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think they mm-hmm. they just did eggs. Um, yeah. So the Fair eggs enough. probably don't have particular chemical cues that lets them right. know these are my eggs they probably right. all smell the same they're all so, just earwig eggs yeah she's she's not a very observant mother but she's right. attentive attentive not observant, not observant. <laughs> sounds like sounds like me as a mother sounds like a lot of mommies out there <laughs> well it's hard okay there's a lot of eggs there's, how many eggs does she lay per oh, um, brood uh, like 50 to 90 Wow. Okay. She's so, got a lot of eggs. Yeah. She can't be bothered to know it precisely how many eggs are. <laughs> so just that's where the eggs are. More or less that's she, not business. When she has uh extra like extra eggs, they did notice that she would eat a few. So well, you know. You gotta get some of that back. <laughs> they I don't know if she only ate uh the imposter in, eggs imposter eggs or if she ate her i'm assuming she would have no way of telling the difference between them yeah. so she probably ate whatever is closest to her mouth right well but um mommy's got <laughs> also eat. sounds similar to me <laughs> <laughs> um 
okay so poppy seed muffin she... blueberry muffin just blueberry so. muffin, poppy seed muffin <laughs> golden owl. uh where is she laying these on the underside of leaves or i guess under logs is what we decided is where she mostly hangs out yeah she's she makes like a little a little nest in the dirt and then she lays them and she just kind of hangs out on that nest and she she cleans them she takes the fungi that will want to grow on the eggs off of them uh, and then she even puts this kind of antifungal chemical on them from her mouth, which will stop more fungus from growing. She's oh my god, yeah, she's got to take care of them. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think I know when people think about insects, they don't think about them being good parents. No, no, that no, <laughs> definitely. I think they're imagining the left a nasty little pile of eggs somewhere and and skittered away but i mean if we're talking just the colloquial bug there's several spiders that like carry around their mm-hmm. babies so uh, wolf spiders will carry yeah. their offspring on their back that's like 150 plus spiderlings all clinging to her she even oh. puts she puts webbing on her back specifically for them to hold on to which is pretty cool we should do an episode on wolf spiders because they are my Definitely. favorite favorite spider out there the, what we talk about ladybugs leaving food behind i know the ants are more aunties and sisters than like specifically mom but like even they take care of their young and the bees take care of their young yeah there there are even some males who who perform this task oh do, do daddy earwigs stay around or is it just a mom uh, other yeah. other species of of bug will yeah, have yeah. males maybe we'll cover one for daddy's day oh that was yeah <laughs> we'll talk about some interesting males. Well, some species of earwig, though, the mother uh, pays the ultimate mommy price and feeds herself uh, to her babies. Uh, at the... That happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, speaking to some human mothers, sometimes it feels like their children. <laughs> it does. It does feel possibly too personal for the podcast. <laughs> but I recently uh, gave up breastfeeding for my, my youngest. And there are definitely times when you feel like, oh my gosh, someone, someone stop this baby from eating me alive. <laughs> it does it's not sound crazy. like a comfortable situation to be it's in. It's not a comfortable experience. Um, I actually didn't, again, this is, might be too personal for the podcast. Uh, I didn't breastfeed the second one. I actually exclusively pumped for her because of reasons. <laughs> Mostly my anxiety <laughs> of like, is she getting enough? Is she getting enough? Aww. And pumping was just a lot more comfortable for that for me. Uh, but yeah, it does. It's sometimes it does feel a little bit like you have encased yourself within a tube, and they are going to eat you <laughs> like a cicada. Yeah, you are you are physically feeding your child part yeah. of your body. That's it's, it's beautiful. That's but dedication. Also, also very very draining. <laughs> At least, at least you're not feeding your entire body yes, to your children true. like Mama Earwig does on occasion. Yes, uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making that big of a sacrifice. <laughs> there's a lot of bugs, that, or maybe even not uh, even bugs, but like it seems like a lot of moms. Like once you've reproduced, your business on this earth is over. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, I think very, very frequently with um, invertebrates that happens. Yeah. So we see that with octopus. Yeah. Uh, octopuses. I wish octopus lived longer. Yeah. Octopus is one of those ones, but maybe it's better that they don't because if they lived long enough, they would take over the planet. <laughs> well, and I think the longest, in an octopus world. the longest lived octopus is about, I think, six years. 
Yeah, it's not long at all. I think the Pacific no, Octopus no. is only like three years, maybe even only two. Yeah. And I, maybe... I know that they've done things to like try and keep them alive, but like they lay those eggs and like they're, they're done. done. They're done. It's very energy costly to to mm. reproduce. You Bro, know? you're telling someone who's been pregnant twice. Let me tell you. <laughs> it is People <laughs> underestimate how tired you are when you're pregnant. If you haven't been pregnant, let me tell you. It is exhausting. <laughs> is it exhausting the whole time or, or more so towards the it's end? It's exhausting at the beginning and it's exhausting at the end. There's kind of this golden period in trimester two where you feel awesome. You have really? beautiful, luxurious hair. <laughs> um, you're not yet aching everywhere, but you're kind of over the worst of the throwy ups. Although, unfortunately, people like me, I didn't have the like diagnosed, like, uh, I think it was Amy Oh, what's her name? The comedian who is <laughs> a, a lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, she had like the throw em ups the whole time, like the diagnosed. Ugh, like that's rough. This I is hate throwing up. Uh, yeah, I would rather be in pain than be nauseous. Well, I can't, I can't stand it. You may have to change your plans of never getting pregnant. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had the throw em ups the whole time, but like, there's a period there where you, you don't necessarily feel like you're gonna uh pass out and and or vomit the whole time but it lasts like maybe three weeks and then you're right back to being miserable <laughs> that's terrible i heard all that beautiful hair falls out is that true depends so my hair this has accidentally become more mommy well, talk this, on the this is this is the mommy episode so we can okay well my hair texture questions. changed with my first pregnancy when before i was pregnant i had very very healthy hair before I got pregnant the first time and it was very uh balanced <laughs> like it was long and strong and I could pretty much do anything with it except for curl it and after I had my first kid my old my older son he the, the texture of my hair became quite dry I don't know why huh. oh wow and then the second time it didn't change as as much it's a little Pro producer Derek is saying you look like a cabbage patch doll what? <laughs> I look like I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, oh well. If I did or didn't, I I, I do not know. But it, it my hair has never done the folly out thing because like no, some people will get a lot of hair growth while pregnant because your body's like in grow everything mode what's that let's grow it what's that grow it grow it grow it, grow it, grow it. which is why you also get like new freckles new moles new really? skin tags new wow. hair like everything i got chin hair when i was pregnant with my son because my body had extra testosterone in it and it was like hey grow, grow some hair and, okay so some i got unnecessary hair. Hair. Oh. yeah it's it's crazy and wow uh Nowadays, I think people still think of, of uh, you know, getting the sex of your baby as this really kind of invasive process. But now they can just tell with a simple blood draw. They can even do paternity tests with a simple blood draw on the mother while she's still pregnant. Wow. Because they can really tell a lot of information because the baby's DNA is just like throughout your body. Floating around in there. It's just yeah. floating around in there. <laughs> so they can really tell all kinds of stuff because all they have to do is eliminate your dna all that's left is baby's dna they can tell all kinds of information from that it's it's pretty interesting it's but like the days of the amniocentesis are really quickly going away 
It's interesting. Yeah, that that was like a long needle. Yeah, into it's like the a long abdomen, needle right? into the uterus. Oh, and like, no, thank you. Yeah, and a lot of women would be like, uh, no thanks, because it, it does carry a certain amount of risk to the to the fetus. And sorry. Uh, but like all kinds of genetic screening they can do now. They can wow. do crazy stuff with, with baby science. Stuff that <laughs> they probably could have done a long time ago. But I think we've discussed before, science that is related to specifically and only to the female body is way behind the time. It's slow. It's very slow. It's slow to come, yes. Yeah. Oh, this is so interesting. I mean, I think the listeners already know this, but I, I do not have children. I do not plan on having children, so... All the the pregnancy is fascinating to me because it's not oh, yeah. something I'm going to experience. I think I think pregnancy is also one of those things that it feels very secretive until you're there, and then mm. all of a sudden there's all this information that you get because like oh you're pregnant now here's all the things you need to know and you're like why have I never heard any of this before it's like belonging to a secret club it's very it's very <laughs> secret clubby and I I have always when people ask me about pregnancy I'm like I want to tell you stuff because there's a ton of stuff no one tells you. All kinds of weird, like you're not allowed to sleep on a certain side, theoretically. You have to sleep only on your right side and huh. all this stuff. Yeah, any, anytime is, my friends got pregnant, I always had a thousand questions. I'm like, how are yeah. you feeling? What's going on in your body right yeah. now? What's, you know? I think the weirdest thing about pregnancy is when the baby moves on there. Once they start, they call it the quickening. Once the Ew, baby that's starts like gross. to move. Yeah. The quickening? The quickening? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> so with your first baby, you're unlikely to feel their first movements because you just won't recognize it as baby movements. You'll just think, oh, my tummy's kind of upset. By the time you have two or three or four or five or seven. Um, you... By the time you're an earwig and you have seven. By the time you're an earwig and you have 50 to 98. <laughs> you start to recognize what that feels like. But once they start to move, it, it I don't know, it changes something about about pregnancy i don't know it's crazy. does it feel gross or the only thing i can describe it as is if you swallowed a live goldfish oh and odd it, and until as they get bigger it goes from goldfish to like trout it's <laughs> <laughs> a <to> carp it's <laughs> a carp and like by the end you can like see what they're up to because you're like stomach walls not that thick you know it's probably i mean depending on who you are a, you know a centimeter or whatever and baby swimming you can see like an there. elbow yeah around, you can see right? elbows i saw feet with both my kids wow um, wow that's crazy yeah it's that's amazing <laughs> it's, it's not for the week being pregnant <laughs> well some um some earwigs actually do live birth so i'm sure they're oh. experiencing the same we really think of insects as an internal species but, but they, they technically birth. lay the egg inside themselves right and then, well, a human's know. doing that too. If we're completely <laughs> honest, uh, it's it's different. It's not not, not it quite different. the same. Yeah, different. yeah. We call it. My point being that we call it an egg in a human lady. And, <laughs> <laughs> although yeah. I'm not sure that's really accurate. To what <laughs> an egg is not not when we compare it to every other egg on the planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We really should. Go, I guess no, because ovum is kind of it's kind of has egg, egg related <laughs> yeah, yeah, connotation still. <laughs> hmm. probably should have its own word when it's uh, when it never has a shell on it yeah Fine. so okay so she lays <laughs> the eggs but they don't ever i guess they don't get laid she creates eggs and then she doesn't and lay then them. They, they just get fertilized and then yeah then the, the hatching happens internally it's there are um sna some snakes do this 
Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some sharks. Sharks do this. Uh, Is it Indiana some Jones other where they like cut the side of the snake and all the little snakes come out? Is that Indiana Was Jones, that Temple of Doom? I don't remember. I think it is Temple of Doom. Why has it always got to be snakes? Why is that? <laughs> to be fair, Indiana Jones, I also would not enjoy that. <laughs> For many reasons, I would not enjoy that. Are you? So I, I've read that people are either um, afraid of uh, snakes or spiders, one or the other. Do you have one of those? I fears? feel like I have a medium a medium-sized respect <laughs> for for both like i feel like i'm not afraid of snakes until someone comes to a snake show with a cobra and then all of a sudden i'm like maybe i am afraid of snakes <laughs> but if you see a snake in the yard that doesn't bother me versus a spider in the yard which one are you more uncomfortable around i'm based purely on size i'll say snake because mm. i don't know what that snake's up to although to be <laughs> it's my like, own business it's by its own business. <laughs> like, isn't every spider technically venomous? It's just a question of whether they can actually get to you or not. But like, because that's the strategy when you're a spider is to be yeah. venomous. Yeah, they're venomous, but not every, not all venom is harmful to humans. Right, or all fangs can like get you. Yeah, yeah. They're, he's small. Fair, he's not fair gonna, he's not Some of them are very tiny. Yeah. Whereas a snake, not all of them are venomous. No, no, certainly right. not. Like, what is it? The the garter snake i got yeah, in trouble they're, last time they're buddies a gardener <laughs> <laughs> they're little it's friends ribbon snakes are little friends we used to collect um, yeah garter snakes in a kiddie pool in the backyard i, I did it was yeah it was, it was a lot and of fun cool little stripes they're like there's red ones there's yellow ones and they're i have pretty. no idea if that means anything no they just have slightly different coloration um although a garter snake garter snake will um <laughs> my my, ac- my accent makes it sound like garter um will make a smell like a horrible smell if you pick them up as part of their their defense mechanism have you ever picked one up and they just stink uh i don't <laughs> you just not pick them I, up maybe I you just, just don't pick I, them up i just don't pick them up much <laughs> we kind of just once we pick them up and we put them in the tub we kind of just let them be do free. their thing yeah, we had a lot of like little play toys in there. Specifically, we had this one T Rex that they would like get up into the T Rex and oh. just like curl up in there, and you could Hang like out. pick up the T Rex and look at it. And then after a couple of days, your dad comes and says, "Okay, they all got to go be snakes again," and you can come and tip <laughs> over the the pool, set them free, set them free. You know, he he doesn't want us to have like a collection of dead garter snakes. You know? <laughs> like we would collect worms and put them in there because that's what our dad told us they ate. Yeah, they want to go anything kind of small. Yeah, yeah, they want to go do snake things. They don't want to live in this tub forever. Yeah, our our friends, the earwigs, also make kind of a disgusting smell if you if you threaten them. So not unlike the garter snakes. Is is there a categorization for musk, or is it just smell? Uh, It's acrid. It's like a it's like a gross. You know when a battery goes bad. Yeah, and it has that smell like white stuff all over it yeah it kind of smells like that so yeah earwigs i think have a lot more going on than we i think than most people initially probably thought before tuning into this episode well that's why that's why we did it that and uh derek's mother-in-law kathy who uh 
<laughs> a mother to not Derek, but but to his <laughs> his lady spouse. But she apparently hates Eros. Oh no! And we are hoping to turn her to the side. Yeah, maybe Eros. hearing about what good moms they are, and that there's just so many of them. Yeah, there's so many different species. They only use that pinchy butt under extreme duress. We mostly see the in your like in your house. You're probably seeing the invasive species of earwig we which haven't is the, even discussed the invasiveness of the wig <laughs> the european earwig is our invasive dude here and i'm pretty sure those are the ones you mostly see inside if you're outside seeing them you're probably seeing the native species like under rocks and logs and things the european species seems to prefer to be in with us i don't know why they just like us they're like we're yeah. so cute they we're say, cool you keep this tub full of water just for me <laughs> I don't think I saw any usually so I see a variety of bugs in the lab because my lab my advisor's lab is in the basement so we see fire brats cockroaches um, tons of spiders one of them is a woodlouse spider I saw a few a few months ago she was pretty cool uh, I don't think I've seen any earwigs but I know they must be down there because it's perfect perfect habitat yeah. for them they... They're just sneaking around. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's the that's the thing about so many of these bugs. As we said, they're they're around you, and you just don't know. Exactly. Are you are you drawing? Yes. Let me. I'm trying. What, what get... kind of hero would you make out of an earwig? So I've gone with. We haven't done this yet, despite having many uh, six legged fella because <laughs> bugs have six legs. Uh, <laughs> yes, in, insects have six legs. Not insects should say not yeah, all bugs. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Sorry, oh, right, sorry. Right, right, right. sorry rain on your legs. parade. Arachnids have eight. Although <laughs> sometimes it seems like they have ten because they have those two little front guys that sometimes are big enough that I'm like, that's a leg. <laughs> I know it's not a leg, but <laughs> they're, like, no, they're pretty mouth, big. part of the mouth parts. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like the crab with the claws. You know, you're like. Is that not a leg? Because I feel like you're using it like a leg. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of like the difference between legs and limbs. Feels like there's a distinction there that sometimes feels <laughs> dicey to me as that's, a human. That's fair. That's fair. But okay, I, so to clarify, before I mm -hmm. add more to this, two wings or four wings? <laughs> How many wings do you how many well, wings do you think they have? We were looking at it earlier, and again, to my eye, it looks like just one set of wings, one set of beautiful origami fan wings. But I've been fooled before <laughs> by the wing. But, okay, 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 okay. Last time we talked about that the outer casing what I would call a casing of the wing is sometimes their first set of wings has become like a hard protector ring wing. So I'm going to say four wings, but two of them are not quite. <laughs> That's what I, yes. yes! <laughs> there there's the four wing and the hind wing and the, the four wing is more of a cover. Yes. For the hind wing, yeah. Yeah, okay, good, 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 good. Uh, <laughs> this episode has been a lot of me proving that I've been paying attention. <laughs> Amanda is my greatest student. Oh, a plus. Yes. 
by the end, I will be giving talks at Mosquito's convention. You got to draw Miss Mosquito. Mosquito. I haven't had time this week because we've been so busy, but I, I desperately want to draw her. I can't wait to see what you come up with for her because she's amazing. I, I I mean, given that you told me she's like was being performed by cis men, just going like, oh, I just really want to make her like full drag queen. It's like, here I am. On, that would be on, great. We need like a clever pun for RuPaul's Drag Race to become some sort of other bug. Our next set of bugs is just drag queen bugs. Perfect. Drag queen bugs. <laughs> I can come out in June for Pride. Perfect. Yeah. You can make okay, a very so, fancy June beetle for June, and you can make her a drag queen. Yes, <laughs> there's some beautiful bugs out there that would be great mm-hmm. inspiration. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Don Bluth movie uh, Thumbelina, but there is one I don't scene think where I have would recommend. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Don Bluth. He's the same guy who did like Secret of Nim. Uh, American Tale with the little mouse, oh, yeah. you know those. He yeah, Five goes west, which is the superior of the two. Fight me. Um, <laughs> so he was a Disney animator for a long time, but then he didn't like how Disney was treating him. Which fair. So he went and tried to make his own animation studio for a while. The problem was, among many things, he has a really specific animation style that takes a while to do because it requires so many drawings which on the one hand looks great looks beautiful but if you're trying to make a movie like every drawing costs money basically and he just ran out of money the the company folded after like five movies I think I have to check but they actually there's a fun fact for Derek they had the rights to or no maybe they he just did work on it I think for the there was going to be an animated feature of the musical Cats. Oh. And I think Steven Spielberg was the one who bought the rights for it. He wanted to do an animated version of Cats with the songs. And if I'm completely honest, I wish I lived in the timeline where that had happened. Because I think a Don Bluth Cats animated would have made way more sense than what we ended up getting. I <laughs> still have not seen Cats. Oh. And um, I just, I don't think I want to. <laughs> I don't You're think I want alone. to do that to myself. I've got several friends that I've tried to talk into <laughs> watching cats with me and they just won't. They're like, I don't want to know. And I'm like, but you do want to know. You just don't know that you want to know. It's horrible. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> and I, I, it's bad for multiple reasons. Not the least of which being that they just like ruin the music. And I blame Tom Hooper for this because he kind of ruined the music in La Miz too. Actually, not kind of. He straight up ruined the music in the list. <laughs> and it's like, why, why let a guy who clearly does not like musicals make musicals? Stop doing that. Why? Is this? This goes back to my whole point of like, why are you having not superhero writers write superhero movies? There's a whole genre. Yeah, with we've got many own... wonderful comic book writers. Why are they not writing plenty the... of comic book yeah. writers? And then you're having a screenwriter write the. And, like, I get that they're slightly different mediums. Don't get me wrong. I understand that they're different mediums. But not at the script writing level is it that different. At the script writing level, it's tell a good story. It's yeah. not, yeah. It's not yeah. something <laughs> only someone who writes movies does. You know? Like, a, a lot of 
script so this is a, a look into the world of comic books but a lot of the scripts for comic books depending on who you're working with like alan moore of watchman fame and plenty others he's his scripts are more like novels he writes out everything it's like the the opening paragraph of what he wants the opening shot to be is a page long because he is very very specific about how he does it but other writers write more like a script you know like with like even down to the how it's annotated you know like person right. one colon text blah 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 stage direction is this because it's a very clear way to write what you want the person to draw and that's how you write storyboards too and what is a comic book if not storyboards taken to its <laughs> natural extreme you know so it just it just makes me nuts. It's just I'm just out here going nuts. <laughs> out here being angry. <laughs> I'm just I'm angry about it. Screen rant. They just why? 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 And I, it, I it, think I think this question started out about earwigs somehow and I don't remember Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't I'm, remember I, where, where where we went off. I think I my question about earwigs is your... how do we incorporate the pinchy bouquet? <laughs> Because we've already done, we did the Emerald Ash Borer in a pair of coattails already. Oh, we did. Well, what, oh, oh, I remember what it was. It was Don Bluth. It was, there's a scene oh, in okay. Thumbelina. <laughs> there's a th- we come scene. Full circle. We come full circle. There's a scene in Thumbelina where she dresses up as a bug and goes to the bug ball. Oh, that sounds very uh, cute. I might just find that one scene and send it to you so you can watch it. Uh, but like all the bugs are like, she's beautiful when she's a bug. And then she loses like her wings and her antenna. And they're like, she's hideous. Disgusting. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I, I, I will send it to you later today. Um, yeah, so, send it to me. But my question is, how do we incorporate her pinchy booty without just giving her coattails again? Um, or do we just well, move the pinchers to somewhere else? What What does the rest of... What does the theme so, look like? What kind of hero of, is she? So, because she's got to be a female that. because of the mom. Because of the mom thing, she's yeah. a, a lady. And despite having many multi-legged creatures, I think I said earlier, <laughs> we haven't done the hero with multiple arms thing because it doesn't really make any sense in real life. Because, like, where would you put your ball and socket joints our if you, shoulders don't work that way? Our yeah. shoulders go straight up don't work that way. <laughs> but I'm just going to pretend for the sake of. Uh, comic book dumb that that's fine like there's i think several x-men that have multiple arms <laughs> so i'm just done i've done the multiple arms she has one set of arms cool. that's holding holding babies two babies and then one set of arm is is like kind of spread out i was in marching band in high school and there was a thing that the color guardists who are the people with the flags if you don't know about marching band, the people with the flags would have something called whip sticks and the whip sticks would have like the thin gossamer pieces of fabric and oftentimes oh. they would have that sort of origami back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth pattern on them so i've kind of got her arms spread out to show that um sort of uh that sounds cool uh but i just i've i've only got her from the waist up because i'm not sure how to incorporate that booty bun how to do the pinchy butt um i don't know I mean, unless we want to make the pinchy butt weapons of some kind. Right. Instead, a, lot of like... the, a lot of times we've done that because heroes, unfortunately, have a, <laughs> a connotation <laughs> with violence. Um, <laughs> I'm just not sure how we want to. I'm going to give her the anime mom hair. 
which is if you don't know i don't know what that a, is yeah a, a ponytail that comes over one shoulder <laughs> i think that's my normal hair <laughs> not today it's not a, in a ponytail but i usually uh if you have anime mom hair you will not survive the first couple episodes you may <laughs> actually already be dead before the, the story even starts if you have anime mom hair that's that's the rules that's that's how it works <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> anime is not kind to mom figures as a general rule but that's i feel like that's true of anything if you if you want a, a hero who's been traumatized the mom's just such an easy target because losing your mom at a young age very it's traumatizing. tough it's very tough i'm trying to look at scissor like weapons check out check out live recording chat amanda okay uh, I searched Pincher Weapon, and after the first two rows, it's all just pictures of dogs. <laughs> it's all just miniature <laughs> pictures. Oh, And, like, they're so cute, they're little babies. They just are tiny Dobermans, and I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it really, really is. I want a mean-looking dog, but make it tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're very annoying. Oh, <laughs> well. Uh, okay, let's see. Okay, so kind of yeah like a basically just like a big scissor okay let's see how can i have her i'll have two more arms coming out of her thorax is thorax the middle or the end thorax no. is the middle yes okay coming out Maddie, of you're thorax. crushing it today you're oh crushing it with the vocabulary today <laughs> you're doing very well <laughs> I, someone get me a uh if i had a gold star sticker thank and you I, and i'll I could... make one for myself yeah I think it mean the image for this this podcast release. Just be Amanda gets a gold star this week. I think I would give you at least two gold stars this week. You've been oh, thank you. How many? Very legs good. Did I get? <laughs> Amanda gets six legs for me. Yes. <laughs> How many legs would you give an earwig now that you've learned all this? I've learned them? more about them. I don't know. I feel like I've just been flying high on the the leg <laughs> ratings lately. And part of me is like, you can't just give every bug a lot of legs. But I don't know. I feel like it's just such a quintessential. It's the buggiest of bugs. It's got <laughs> wings. Beautiful. It's got uh, a little long, round head. A little round head. <laughs> a long, like, can move by itself. A uh, little booty there that ends in pinchers. It's a good mommy. I don't know. I just, I feel like I haven't really heard any negatives other than that they look kind of scary when you find them in your house that's it i mean the the maybe the bad battery smell but yeah, battery smell not, not great. that bad in my in my bathroom while i'm trying to pee not great <laughs> but other than that and she seems to be relatively harmless she's not like eating any of my native bugs to the point of extinction or anything <laughs> she also eats aphids in the garden so she's a helpful oh, bug she's a helpful little guy because aphids are aphids are bad for our food crops i'm i dare i say i think i might give this bug it's so iconic i got i gotta go six out of six on this i feel bad yeah. i feel like i've been very generous wow <laughs> like I, i'm really not hearing any downsides other than it looks kind of creepy you're giving a, the coveted six out of six to I, the earwig I'm, I'm no one is more surprised than me. <laughs> <laughs> i did not come into this thinking i would you just always convince me that the bug is great by the end of the episode. Like, that's, even when that's, you're like, that's here my job. it is. The, the 
uh, crawls in your bed and eats your toenails bug. And then by the end, I'm like, dang it, if that bug isn't great. <laughs> God, I love that bug. What a good bug. <laughs> it's a great bug. <laughs> Cicada killer brings in live cicadas and feeds them to your offspring. I think you still gave them like a five. I, yeah, I think I only yeah. took away uh, things for being horrific. <laughs> but like, everyone needs a little bit that's, of grace. But that's that's then. my job here on the podcast is to try to get you and the audience to give all We're the gonna bugs. We're going to have to do a villain may- soon so that I don't rate so highly. So I'm going to get a <laughs> reputation for being too generous to the bugs. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to give her a four out of four out of six. I'm You're less, not as impressed I'm by less her. Generous. Yeah. You knew more about her, I think. I think part of my high rating is that like I <laughs> the surprise have learned factor. so much. Yeah, the surprise <laughs> of it all. That it's like, what? She's been great this whole time? I didn't know. <laughs> I'm only taking points away from the ones that live on the tummy of rats because I find that. Oh, to be that's disgusting. a good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And I love rats. I had pet rats in high school because, of course, I did. Um, but uh, of course you did. That makes perfect. They were not sense. covered in earwigs, thankfully. Okay, what outfits do moms wear? I should give her some mom uh, high jeans. Mom, mom jeans. jeans. Yeah, give her perfect. some mom jeans okay, from us. Mom jeans. And we'll give her a turtleneck sweater because that's what I'm wearing today. <laughs> you should have given her. Um, I'd like to speak to the manager here. Uh, nah, I, I, I gotta go with the we like her though. We mom. like her. We want we want her to be be pleasant. I would like us to mention that they can eat because they're journalists. They can nibble on garden things. That's something that's come up before, and I feel like we might get emails if we don't mention. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, how do you want me to say that? Uh, give her a salad, Amanda. Right in front of my salad. Okay, so <laughs> she does need a salad. She does. Need. Need a salad. Okay, how, okay, I gotta make. I gotta count for all the arms. Okay, one arm. Salads are mom arms. foods for sure. <laughs> salads are definitely mom. Foods. I I love much like the earwig. I love a salad. So I, I and I'm not a mom. I think uh, I just enjoy a good salad because they will they will nibble on your lettuce and stuff in your garden. But in your garden, okay. So aphids plus if there's no aphids around, <laughs> nibbling on your lettuce. So maybe, okay, I'm going to do this arm out still, but I'm going to lift this arm up so that she's holding a salad. <laughs> she's a little less, a little less hero-y than our other heroes. Being a mom is a hero in its own right, Kelly. And we got to give her those salad tongs that still look like scissors because clearly that's what she's into. I can't wait to do the Father's Day episode so you can make a dad. <laughs> I can picture the mustache already. Oh yeah, it's gotta have a mustache. For my first son's baby shower, my husband grew a mustache, (laughs) and and he wore like a golf polo shirt. So it was a polo shirt with like little golf flags all over it, and then like the cargo shorts were like, "What are you gonna do with all these pockets, Dad?" (laughs) No. And then he wore. He didn't have any white sneakers, unfortunately. But he did wear white tube socks that he pulled up to his knees. <laughs> and all of his friends like criticized him for it. They're like, this is not the look, Cody. And he's like, I'm a dad now. This is the daddest <laughs> look I could put together. That's perfect. Anyway. Oh, look well, at her. <laughs> so I've shared into the chat here, uh, Mommy Earwig. She is uh, carrying two little... Who I I tried to add swaddling to, 
but just made them look I, like little maggots. <laughs> I love their antennae. Right. So we got two little antenna coming out of these little uh, those little fellas. She's holding them, and then she has one arm of her six arms, which I guess if you're counting her legs is too many, but you know, whatever. You can fix that. I, I can fix it in post. Uh, she's one. She's holding a salad with her salad tongs, uh, and and she's got a chain of of children holding I, I think what are they called besides just chains um like they're not know, daisy pa- chains paper paper crafts yeah those little paper know. dolls that all hold hands yeah uh she's holding one of those to represent her many other children whom she also loves besides these just these two <laughs> in her arms i can't uh, wait to see these colored in it's gonna be very <laughs> yeah i need to do I, need, I have to do a coloring <laughs> session between her and uh last week's oh the death death head hawk moth yeah uh so she's wearing a pair of mom jeans because, of course, she is. And you can't really see it here. I'm going to have to make it more clear in the sketch. She's also got a big pair of scissors right in front of her that she is theoretically holding the handles of. But it got kind of messy in my sketch <laughs> of like where that exactly is. I'll just have to fix that. But she's got. She looks like a super mom. Super mom. She looks like a super mom. She looks she's, great. She trains the other heroes, I guess. You know, we, we've never said that they all have to be costumed heroes. Moms yeah, are heroes. She, she could look after, she's like a, an Xavier character. Yeah, she's like, uh, Xavier runs a school that actually freaking works. Yeah. <laughs> this she is not an Xavier positive podcast. <laughs> Very nicely done, as yeah, always. And, oh, and of course, she's got the origami whipstick wings. I like the wings are going to be very pretty. Yeah. Well, if you want to look under a log and find us, you can find us at BugsyHeroes.com, as always. We're also on Reddit and YouTube and Instagram and technically Twitter, although it's looking closer and closer like Twitter's going to die. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. BugsyHeroes at gmail.com. If you have a, a bug you love, feel free to tell us to talk about it. We'd love we to do hear that for you. all about your bug love. All about it. If you if you have critiques of our previous bugs, we'd also love to hear about it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We like constructive criticism. Constructive being the key term here. Not <laughs> just a, criticism of us. And a big happy Mother's Day to all the moms who listen to the pod. Yes. If you're as good a mom as an earwig, you're doing all right. Mm-hmm. If you kept them clean from fungus <laughs> and made sure they ate meals, you're doing great. <laughs> That's the level I aspire to. No fungus <laughs> fed. Uh, all right. Well, love you. Bye. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. I searched pincher weapons and result four is a Transformers Beast Wars power pincher. (laughs) (laughs) For you, Derek. Power pinchers.